Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Katie F., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Monday, November 23rd, 2020. Today, we're reading from the big book. We're in chapter two, page 18, the fifth paragraph, that the man, um, reading through just that one paragraph. And today's readers are, and thank you for your service, for the 12 steps, Mary G., for the 12 traditions, Ilana P., Reading the text are Craig F., Barbara P., and Penny C., and the host or the newcomer greeter is Dory P., and the host for the second hour is Nancy J. The reference number for Sunday, November 22nd, is 15,832. That's 15832. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. OA's fifth tradition, our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Mary G. to read the 12 steps. Good morning. This is Mary G., a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater from Minnesota. The 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, We're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, Continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me be of service. I pass. Thank you, Mary. Okay, I will now ask Ilana P. to read the 12 traditions. Good morning. I'm Ilana P., compulsive overeater. 
The 12 traditions, one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants they do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise thus problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me to serve. Thank you, Ilana. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. And today we resume our study of the big book. We're in chapter two. There is a solution on page 18, the fifth paragraph. That the man, and we will be reading one paragraph and commenting on that one paragraph. And I will ask Craig F. to begin reading. Star one, Craig. Good morning. This is Craig F., recovered in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, appreciate it. I had thought I had already unmuted. Um, that the man who is making the approach has had the same difficulty, that he obviously knows what he's talking about, that his whole department deportment shouts uh, at the new prospect that he is a man with a real answer, that he has no attitude of holier than thou, nothing whatever except a sincere desire to be helpful, that there are no fees to pay, no access to grind, uh, no people to please, no lectures to be endured, these are the conditions we have found most effective. 
After an approach, after such an approach, many take up their beds and walk again. You know, this paragraph would be uh, um, pretty easy to just set aside and say, well, that's they're just reporting how, how it's been working and, 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 and that's nice and move on. But I think that the the real uh, the, the the real meat here is that this this paragraph is a set of instructions, and it's a it's a checklist, and it's a set of promises. Um, that um, you know all promises are a checklist. Uh, uh, you know uh, you take the promises and 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 use them as an inventory. Uh, it, it can be pretty revealing. You know as that promise coming true in my life. And so if I look at this and I ask myself, is this the way I approach uh, a new person? Is this my approach when somebody calls and says, uh, can you sponsor me? You know, is my, and, and this picture, this picture of, uh, of the person making the approach, uh, his deportment uh, shouts, is, is a, it's a picture of, uh, 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 of an, an ego in check. It's a per, it's a picture of a uh, uh, of a, man, a person of humility that uh, has survived uh, this terrible shipwreck that we've made of our lives, and it sincerely wants to be compassionate and helpful to the new man, to the new person. You know, and that doesn't mean necessarily coddling. Uh, it doesn't mean that you uh, are going to let them run run roughshod over you, but it means that you're uh, you're not going to preach, you know, uh, no, no lectures to be endured, uh, no, uh, no axes to grind, uh, that, that I, I, when I carry this message that I, that, uh, I, I have to carry it, uh, firmly and gently in, in my hand so that uh, people can, so that the person can get, can feel the compassion can feel the 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 joint uh, suffering. You know they can see my 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 past come out in in in, in my eyes. You know uh, uh, I, uh, I I've been saved from uh, a terrible fate. Uh, God's in the process of saving me from a uh, a terrible fate that is based in whatever. Uh, causes this disease, and I, ha I have so much gratitude for that, and so I have the gratitude that that has to come forward, that the person has to be able to see. I, I want to let them see uh, how that's touched my heart, how that how that I am so uh, grateful for uh, this saving grace that comes through this through this program through this ego-reducing process of the steps. Um, I, I no longer have to hold up that self-defense shield of, of, of ego. Um, and, and it says that he obviously knows what he's talking about. Time, please. You know, thank you. That, and the only thing I, and the only reason I know what I'm talking about is because I lived it and I did it. And so with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you for getting us started, Craig. And we're on the page, bottom of page 18, the fifth paragraph, that the man, and although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your shares to every third day in order that others might share their experience. 
So who would like to share? Leah Chuck S. Kay. Leah S. Chuck K. Maggie A. UK. Maggie A. And who from the UK? Liz. Liz from the UK. And Claire from the UK. And Claire from the UK. Thank you. Deborah S. from New Jersey. Deborah S. Okay, I can take one or two more. Okay, well, let's go with this lineup. Leah S., Chuck K., Maggie A., Liz from the UK, Claire from the UK, and Deborah S. from New Jersey. Go ahead, please, Leah S. Thank you very much. Good morning, everybody. Wow, this paragraph has so many rich words. It's just like unbelievable. I don't know where to start. Okay, so um, obviously, I, um, you know, just talking to everyone on this line shouts that this this meeting has the real answer. This really is the truth. It's very authentic. Um, nobody is bigger or more or knows more. We're, we've all been through the trudge of, of the road, the trudge which means that we have picked ourselves up and, and, and I have gone through whatever I have gone through, the challenges and whatever I need to go through that they, I don't, I don't need to, I mean, there are no access to grind. I don't have to, um, there's no retaliation um, kind of uh, uh, strong feeling within me anymore because it's like um, it's like what my sponsor says. It's called the healthy boundary that I have reached. And the only way that I can reach that is through the contingence and maintenance of this 12 steps and this big book. It, it really, it, it just, um, it keeps me grounded. And um, the metaphor of many take their beds and walk again is like um, absolutely, absolutely to the, uh, to the T. Um, I'm at a loss for words. <laughs> oh, boy, but you get it. Thank you for letting me share. I pass. Thank you so much, Leah. Okay, Chuck K., you're up, followed by Maggie A. Hey, good morning. This is Chuck. And I'm a compulsive overeater. Can you hear me? Yes, great. Thank you. I really liked when the speaker said the shield of ego. And then I like when it corresponds to that phrase in this paragraph, holier than thou. And I can remember myself before program. And I would always, always overtalk people, would not listen to what people were saying because that ego is so strong in me and it was because I was so self-conscious so um, I wasn't confident although I wanted to give the perception that I was and a very great present I got out of program was the ability to listen when people are talking to me I'm listening and as I work steps 10 11 and 12 every day and I'm keeping God first in my life and I'm meeting a new person particularly one that that appears to be overweight. I can remember that that this is 
that my discussion with this person is going to happen if it's God's will. And if it's not God's will, then I'm not going to try to manipulate to create a situation whereby I can start telling somebody what to do. And I think that's very important for me to remember. Before, if I had lost any weight, I would be dying to tell anyone that I thought was heavy what I did and what they should do. Now I don't have to do that. Now I go through my day, and if the God of my understanding brings a situation where I can share, then I'm ready to take that. I'm ready and able to do what I feel God inspiring me to do. And if I don't, then I don't have to. And that's a wonderful thing, keeping my mouth shut, listening to people, and praying to God all throughout my day. Those are very good um, behaviors that this program has taught me and that I can share these with other people. And so I thought I'd share that this morning, and I hope everybody has a great day. Thank you, Chuck. Okay, Maggie A., you're up, followed by Liz from the U.K. Yes, oh, good morning. This is Maggie A. I'm from Massachusetts. And I'm new. I've just, this is about three weeks into being on a vision for you. And I'm so grateful. I have a sponsor, and um, this paragraph is wonderful. Just um, what struck me the most is um, the word attitude. Um, You know, no attitude of holier than thou. That makes me think of the humility that I need that I still don't completely have, but, um, and I look back and see um, how my ego, um, you know, as in other shares, I can relate to, to that, that um, my ego is in control and um, I'm learning to let go. Very grateful that I'm hearing so much recovery about, about that, that we need to have that attitude. Um, and then that sincere desire to be helpful. Um, first, I need to be helpful to myself, and and then I can help others. And I'm really looking forward to that. Um, I just, this program is wonderful, and um, so many people have reached out to me, and I'm so grateful. So with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Okay, thank you, um, Maggie. Okay, Liz from the UK, you're up, followed by Claire from the UK. Oh, good morning, good afternoon, uh, really gorgeous people. My name is Liz. I'm a um, Liz E. from uh, England, E for England, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I'm available for sponsoring. I'm in the UK. Um, Thank you, everyone, for doing service here today. It's just amazing, and thank you for hearing my voice. Um, Wow. Um, This, I don't... Um, this kind of the that he had no attitude of holier than thou. That is just what is so amazing. Is you all have my story. You didn't say, oh Elizabeth, just just don't have that piece of cake. You understood why I couldn't just have that piece of cake. You understand the horrendous feeling I am, I feel inside of me. You understand that turmoil, that guilt, that horrible, horrible feeling. And you don't, you don't push it down my throat. You're not a salesman. You're not, um, you know, and if I'm not ready to hear you, you just let me go on my way. No lectures to be endured. 
boy, I've experienced a lot of lectures because, you know, I've been through a lot of healthcare systems and I've been recommended for all sorts of things. And I certainly felt that I was being lectured at, but nobody understood. But for the first time in my life, I heard something that I could identify with. Um, I mean, for years, I didn't know it was a thing that you could have this problem because it's so um, misunderstood in the whole population. And when you talk to people who are recovered compulsive overeaters, he obviously knows what he is talking about. And that is the thing that is so different for me. And I am so grateful during this pandemic to have got into vision and found these meetings because there are people in all of you have helped me get to where I am today. Who knew it would take a pandemic for me to get recovered? Who knew that I would be phoning America every day to get my recovery? But you are the people who are showing me the way and the strength and the message and the quality of your message and the clarity around that is just so amazing. And it, now I'm sponsoring. It's my job. And I really like the person who said this is a set of instructions and promises. And it reminds me that I mustn't lecture because I can get a bit evangelical, but I must pull back. I must be gentle with the message. Um, I must be kind. I must be understanding. I must be, you know, remembering this. No lectures to be endured. Because I can get... Kindly. I really want you to... I'll leave it there. Thank you so much to everyone for being here. Take care. Thank you, Liz. Okay, Claire from the UK. You're up, followed by Devorah F. Claire, star one. Okay, we seem to have lost Claire. Let's go on to Deborah F. And maybe Claire will be back. Hey, good morning, Katie, and thank you. Here I am. This is Deborah F. from New Jersey. Gratefully recovered. Compulsive overeater. So... I love these words. It says that he has no attitude of holier than thou, nothing, whatever, except the desire, desire to be helpful, that there are no fees to pay, no access to grind, no people to please, no lectures to be endured. These are the conditions we have found most effective. And believe me, believe me I've been through many, many lectures about how to lose weight, um, what I'm doing to myself because um, how I'm killing myself with the food. All my life, that's all I've heard, no matter... You know, people who knew me, people who, doctors, professionals, teachers, all kinds of people had no um, problem telling me what I should do and how I should do it. And, um, and I would, and I would, I, I'd understand. I mean, they were concerned or whatever, but nobody shared with me what to do. Nobody shared me, like, shared their experience on how to get there. Um, until many, many years later, walking into these rooms and hearing heartfelt sharing on what people's experience were, talking about their own um, journey 
on how they got out of the muck of this compulsive overeating. And that was music to my ears. That was like, wow, people are actually, there is a solution here. There is a way out. Um, a list of directions on what I need to do here. And that filled me with so much hope. And, and you know, today I do that same thing. All I need to do is follow, it, it, all I need to do is to share my experience. I don't have to lecture anybody. You know, there are many roads to get there, okay? But I know which is the road that helped me. And all I could do is share what I do and what I did to get there. And um, I need to focus on that. I can't tell another person, well, you ought to do this, you ought to do that. But I can tell them what worked for me. And, um, and that, I, I find, is to be very, very effective. And, you know, and amongst my family and peers that I know that they're starting something else new, another new diet, another new trend, another way to find it. And I listen and I observe and I encourage and I don't tear down. I see how I could be helpful and encouraging. And, um, and if it works for them, great. And if it doesn't work, they get to see the truth here. And maybe they'll come to me and talk to me. But all I know is that I keep the road on, you know, doing what I do. And if it helps another person, I'm here for them. And I could share my experience, strength, and hope. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Claire, Claire from the UK, are you back? Star one, Claire. Okay, so we lost Claire, but um, maybe she'll join us again. So if you have not shared in the last three days, um, who would like to share on this uh, paragraph? We're on page 18, the fifth paragraph, the last paragraph on that page. Hi, this is Charles H. Charles H. Leslie W. Leslie W. Lynn S. Loretta S. Lynn S. Loretta H. Oh, Deb S. And Deb S. Lauren G. And there was was a Lisa. I didn't get your initial. And I'm sorry, was that Lauren G. Is in great? Yes. Okay. Okay, that's a good lineup. And Teresa A. We'll stop there. Okay, um, I have Charles H., Leslie W., Lynn S., Loretta H., Deb, I'm not sure what your initial is, Lisa, need your initial, Lauren G., and Teresa A. Go ahead, please, Charles. Thank you, Katie, for your service. So pretty much that paragraph is telling me, stop telling people what to do and show them what you did. Like, shit, if you're, a real, you're a real compulsive overeater with a real answer that tried everything. Stop trying to lord over people. Stop trying to be. Stop trying to be the greatest uh, recovered person in the world. It don't work. People, people, people see sucker shit when they can smell it a mile away. Just be humble and be grateful that you could be utilized by a power greater than you by sharing your experience, strength, and hope. That's what this big book is all about. One alcoholic working with another alcoholic. Not going on stage talking about hooray and people throwing flowers at them. This is a life and death errand we're on. If you're coming in here trying to be the, the coolest kid in summer school, that's so stupid. That's so foolish. We see that. Compulsive overeaters are highly sensitive people, and we don't want to be lauded over. We don't want to be talked to from no spiritual hilltop. This is helping 
the, the recovered compulsive overeater more than it's helping the compulsive overeater that's in the food. I come here because I'm sick. I don't know about you. I am, listen, I am selfish, self-centered, egotistical. I come here to learn. I don't care who, what's going on outside. I thank God for the 10th tradition, even though it, I felt some type of way about it from this year. If I learn anything about 2020, that the world is blind, and we need more love, patience, um, kindness, and tolerance. Thank you. Sorry, technical difficulty. Thank you so much, Charles. And Leslie W., um, it's your turn. And Claire from the U.K., if you ever get back, please let us know. Okay, go ahead, Leslie. Thanks, then, um, Katie. Lynn, okay, sorry. Thanks, Katie, for your service. Thank you, um, everyone. This is Leslie W. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Tennessee. And, uh, wow, yeah, um, I'm just looking at this no access to grind. Um, so, I mean, in my disease, you couldn't, you couldn't have said anything to me, um, you know, without me getting my back up. Um, we're, we're on high alert, you know, I mean, like what was just said, you know, we, we, we can smell a rat from a mile away. Um, and the people in our lives who uh, tried to appeal to us, that, that emotional, frothy appeal, it never worked, never worked for anyone. We, got, we have no tolerance for that. Um, my, my radar was always on high alert. Um, why is it so hard for people to refrain from, from appealing to others uh, that they love to take better care of themselves? Why? Um, it all comes back to fear. We're afraid, you know. Um, and I look at that and I look at my experience and I, and I look at the way that I treat my own spouse. Um, and there's things about my own husband that I don't, I mean, I don't like, right? I mean, I want to be different. I want to try to, I want to try to fix it. I want to try to change it. I want to try to appeal, um, appeal to, to, um, to him. But I have an ax to grind. I, I have a dog in the fight. I am attached to this outcome. And the only reason, and I just need to shut my mouth. I mean, really, I just need to shut my mouth. I am not his God. I am not his God. And the more I try to be, the more resistance I create, the more retaliation. And so the only thing that works, that ever has worked for me, is hearing from someone else in whom the problem has been solved. Don't talk to me. But, you know, the way I felt and the way I still feel a lot of times is how can you talk to me? How can you talk to me if you don't have experience? How can you tell me what to do if you don't know what you're talking about, if you haven't been through it yourself? And how, how can I tell somebody else what to do? You know, how can I, what right do I have to rob someone else of their own, of their own experience? I don't. I don't have that right. So the only thing that really works is hearing from another compulsive overeater how their problem has been solved and how they're recovered. 
And sometimes even then, it doesn't matter if we're not ready to to, to do something different. And so with that, I'm going to pass. Thanks, Katie. Thank you, Leslie. Okay. Um, calling out to Claire from the UK or Lynn S. Good morning. This is Lynn S., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Toronto, Canada. When I was listening to this being read, I just got transported back in time. And I can remember I was in my eight-year relapse. And I remember going to this meeting. And this woman was like a beacon in this whole sea of misery that that's what I saw life as it was just the sea of misery I know how bad it was coming before I came into program that was nothing compared to the misery of living in an eight-year relapse because once you've lived and breathed a life free of the obsession, and then you are rocketed right back into it. The despair, the annihilation of anything, any kind of life at all was so awful, just so awful. And I remember going to this meeting, and there was a beacon of light in this misery. And this woman obviously knew what she was talking about. Her whole deportment shone a light to me that she understood exactly where I was, the depths of that misery. She had lived it and breathed it and almost died from it. But here she was, not like that anymore. And I got from her a sincere desire to be helpful not judging not here's a list of what to do sit down shut up and do it but a sincere desire to be helpful and I remember the attraction I had to that and even though she wasn't available to sponsor for eight months she said you can call me And I did because it was a lifeline. It was a lifeline. And just, and I'll never forget the call I got one morning where she was free and she was able to sponsor. And I never stuck with a sponsor. And I've been with this lady now since 2013. But the point of it is what an incredible passage for me to read to reflect back on what attracted me and what saved me and to then be that hopefully for somebody else. For so long, my whole aim was to straighten people out, to lecture, boy, could I talk. Was I really trying to be helpful or was I trying to get everybody in line because the way they were doing it bothered me? Time, please. Thank you very much. I am so grateful to read this. And with that, I'll pass. Okay, now we have Loretta H. followed by Deb S.
Loretta Star One. Good morning, Amy. This is Loretta H, Composer of Reader. Oh. Can you hear me? Oh, yes. I'm sorry. Yes. I laughed on KDF, not Amy. <laughs> okay. Oh, I, I always call you Amy. I don't know why. I apologize, Katie. Thank you. I take it as okay. a compliment. That's fine. Thank you. Go ahead. Okay. Okay, so I am going to refer to after such an approach, many take up their beds and walk again. And that reminds me of Bill putting the mattress down and wanting to jump because of his um, alcoholism and his hopelessness and everything. And that's kind of how I walked into the rooms with that hopelessness. And then it says um, that the man who is making the approach has the same difficulty as you. And on November, I'm sorry, December, ah, I can't even talk today. On January 7th of 2001, I met my Ebby. And she basically, with her, you know, our work and her um, attraction, I had an attraction towards her because she had something I wanted. I actually, this has happened for me, but I don't want to put that mattress down anymore and jump. And it's because of the work and working the steps and being so grateful that I saw somebody in whom, with whom the problem had been solved. And um, today, you know, I've had other sponsors who also helped me through other transitions because I don't use the food anymore with God's grace, but I do have other areas of my life that I want to work on. And just recently, uh, I found a sponsor who has what I wanted because she has surrendered serenity. And I really needed to do that. And, um, you know, she came into my life and showed me how she works the program. So again, it's attraction rather than promotion. And she didn't, um, you know, all I did was say, yes, ma'am. But she gently allowed me to um, work this with my God and with um, her uh, guidance. And that's all she can do. I, I, I'm a light, but I can't do any directives. Only God can do corrective directives. So um, today, with God's grace, I can have a life where I don't need to pull the mattress down to so that I don't jump. And I'm just so grateful. And I'm grateful to all of you who've saved my life today. And Katie, I am again apologize for my error in, and but thank you for your service and all the work you do. And with that, I pass. No, pro no problem. Thank you so much, Loretta. Okay, so now we have Deb S. followed by Lisa. Okay, thank you. This is Deb S. I live in Michigan, recovered compulsive overeater, grateful to God and to all of you guys. So this paragraph, it is interesting. I think if not on the line, listening to other people and really studying the book, I probably would have just moved past this quicker, this paragraph. But there is a lot in here, and what the things that it's making me think of are two or three. One is the first thought I, I always look, when I'm on the line, even though I'm wanting to share experience, strength, and hope, I also am always 
usually looking for what can I be doing better? You know, what is it about my life that I can keep improving? Because it seems that God wants us to keep growing and understanding and effectiveness. And there's so many opportunities, it seems like, for me to keep growing. And I look at this in light of the paragraph before it, you know, until such an understanding is reached, little and nothing can be accomplished. And then we put this person in the place. You know, this is the person who makes the approach. And I just always wonder... Like these guys back in that day, you know, they, in this beginning, they were literally walking into hospital rooms, you know, I can tell you're an alcoholic, I'm going to help you. Well, we don't really do that, I don't think, and I, I don't know, maybe people do. I have never done that. I've never just gone into people, but there are probably opportunities for this, and I just, I just haven't done that. Like, you know, go to a hospital where they're having a bunch of surgeries and say, you know, could you... Would you be interested in OA? Here's the solution. I've never done that, and you know, but I do think about all the people who helped me to get clean so many years ago, and how they presented it. And it's really like this: they presented it this way, you know, and it works to have it presented this way. So it makes me think that even in meetings, I need to be aware as I share, even in one-on-one meetings. You know, I mean. Face to face. I need to be aware as I share that. Am am I really making a point to talk each time about the solution? You know, because this is the solution. It worked for me. I was in the depths of compulsive overeating. It was a total disaster. I can't believe the way I used to eat. And then God has removed the defect. And and yet it seems to be removed based on spiritual maintenance um, and growth. Not even maintenance, but growth, continuing to to grow. But the whole way about this, I also was thinking in terms of using these principles in all of our affairs, and and many people have talked about that today, and I really think that's wonderful because I'm probably also in life the person who gives the idea. It's from experience, but I probably don't say that. And maybe sometimes it's because I have somebody mentioned and I have a dog in the fight, and that's not uh, helpful, and this really helps point it out. Anyway, thanks, you guys. I pass. Thank you so much, Deb. And Lisa, it's your turn, followed by Lauren G. There was a Lisa who spoke up. Star one to unmute. Okay, maybe I didn't hear Lisa. Go ahead, please, Lauren G, followed by Teresa A. Uh, okay. one. Yeah. Are you looking for Lauren? Yes. Oh, hi. Yeah, Lauren G. from Michigan. Um, I wanted to look at that um, first, the last sentence in the paragraph that says, take up their beds, and, their beds and walk again. And I had a slightly different context for it, which I think Bill would have been familiar with. And I respect all of the holy books, um, but the, in the in the it's a biblical, loosely a biblical reference to um, an area in Bethesda, this healing pool where sick people, blind people, uh, lepers would uh, daily sit around this pool. And when an angel stirred in the water, the first one who got to the pool was healed. So um, my thought was that. Whenever we see someone who approaches us that walks the walk, talks the talk, who's not condescending slash holier than thou, um, who's there sincerely, they're not looking for fees or axes to grind, meaning 
they're not looking for someone in uh, something in return that they truly do want to help. So when we see uh, when we have an, uh, someone approach us that way, um, they're they're an angel in our lives. Um, I wish I had always recognized that, and I hadn't. So um, I do nowadays when I see someone who um, who really does want to help and has these qualities. Um, I you know that's an angel. I'm going to recognize them and expect a miracle. Um, I'm going to want them, hopefully want the miracle and expect it. Thank you. Pass. Thank you so much, Lauren. Okay, did Lisa get back on? I thought there was a Lisa. Um, okay, let's go on to Teresa A, and then we'll have time for a couple more. Good morning. This is uh, Teresa A in Maryland. And I believe when you heard Lisa before, it may have just been my name, <laughs> uh, Ms. Oh, okay. So um, I think that's what happened. Uh, my name is Teresa. I'm calling from Maryland. And I, too, um, would like to look at the last sentence um, where it talks about um, taking up one's bed and walking. And one of the things that I really appreciate, I love about the big book is the beauty of the writing and the subtleness of the references. Um, as we know, AA came out of the Oxford group, and uh, the Oxford group was um, extremely um, focused on uh, religion and faith. And so um, what I see when I see that reference to pick up uh, your bed and walk is related to an actual miracle that was uh, performed. Um, someone who uh, was unable to walk all their lives was told to pick up your bed and walk and they had a new reality. And what that means for me is that I can experience a miracle in this program. There is a solution means a miracle can happen for me. But in order for that miracle to happen, I see that there needs to be three elements involved, um, a trinity, if you will. So this paragraph talks about the person making the approach, right? So someone has to make the approach and share their experience. The idea of taking up your bed and walk, to me, that says that there's a higher power involved. So God has to be involved in this. But there's a critical third part, and that's me. No matter what somebody comes to say to me, and God is always there, I always have to be present and involved. Last week, I read something that really hit home. It said, growth happens when you get tired of your own shit. Excuse my language. And when I heard that, I couldn't help but also align it with recovery. I believe that recovery happens when you get, um, when, when you get tired of your own SHIT. And when you do, there's a community of people that's going to make the approach, higher power is there, and a miracle can happen, and that is the solution. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Teresa. Okay, we have um, eight more minutes, so we could have three more people share. Who would like to share on this page, um, this paragraph at the bottom of page eight? Linda D. Linda D. Sarah R. from New York. Sarah R., okay. One more. <clears throat> okay, well, go ahead, please, Linda D. Followed Diane. by Sarah R. And then Diane. Hi, it's Linda, ahead, D. Linda. 
Should I go ahead? Yes. Good morning, everybody. It's Linda D. from Connecticut. I'm laughing. The last person hit it right on the head um, when you're tired of your own shit. Um, it strikes me that I've had all kinds of sponsors. I've had the tough-ass stuff. This is years ago because I've been in OA a really long time. I'm recovered now six years and a bit. And uh, and I have had the same sponsor for forever, haven't I, huh? Uh, maybe 12 years or so. Um, it's changed my life. The different styles, everyone was sincere. And I recognize that everybody uh, did their best to save themselves and to extend their hand to, to someone else, me. This, the style that work, works best with me is love. Love is the glue in this program. This whole program is about love because it's about God. And that's a lot for a former atheist to say because God showed up. What an amazing, amazing thing. So I know I'm never alone. Never. Unless I decide to skate off on the pond alone and force something. And whatever the thing is that I want no matter what. Forget it. I don't know the timing of things. And that's something that I've learned from my sponsor. Uh, This is the way she sponsors. She listens. And she loves me. And she lets me. She lets me make my own mistakes. But she always brings it back to, and here it is, did you ask God about that? Oh, no? Oh. And when I'm tired of my own shit, she'd go, well, this is what I do. And I know now, she was praying for me all that time. I have to let the person that I'm helping find their way. They will, because it's inside them, underneath the shit, underneath the fear, underneath the confusion, the poor information in today's world. It's This really is the rebirth. This meeting, meetings like this are the rebirth because they're glued together with the higher power, with the love and the compassion and the dead honesty. So I thank you and I pass. I love you so much. I'm so grateful for you. Bye. Thank you, Linda. Okay, Sarah R., it's your turn. Good morning. Am I able to be heard? Yes. Wow. What powerful words. Access to grind. Holier than thou. Holy cow. In, in my disease, and, you know, even though I practice recovery daily, I am by no means recovered. I, I still fully act out in access to grinds. For me, in my disease and my whole string of eating disorders, it's all about, you know, everyone's trying to take advantage of me. But, you know, that's really my disease. I spotted, I got it. And I, I, in my disease, because, you know, they use the term, oh my gosh, it's so good, holier than thou, I would act out in it because of lack of any sense of self in the slightest 
So to compensate for this poor identity, you know, I'm always going to be that person who will know everything. But my disease always wanted to help others. So I kind of masked it, helping people. But I did, as many people were talking, I it came off as arrogance versus coming off with love. And every day I sit on these meetings and, and you know, sometimes I'm like, okay, great. You know, today's the day that, that I think I'm where I want to be. And, and sitting on these meetings, I eat a, a slice of abstinent humble pie and, you know, and, and it, it gives some love to myself as well, because some days I just, I'm like, what kind of human acts like that? And I, I realized that it's not Sarah as a human, it was Sarah's eating disorder that acted out on that. And, you know, when they make reference of just getting out of the bed and, and moving along, you know, metaphorically speaking, this, this, you know, living outside of abstinence, it's heavy, sorry for the pun, but it's, it's, it's intense and it's like shackled to a bed, you know, so I'm so grateful, you know, I, I, I hear all the time and I feel the need to say it. The worst day in abstinence is better than the best day outside of abstinence. And, you know, I, I'm reminded of that every day because some days it's, it's just hard. And it's not like, oh, I, I just want to go off and, and do my thing. But I forget it's not just eating a piece of cake or whatever it is. It's, it's my journey. It's my story. And who I am is my service to others and my recovery. And... I have to be gentle to myself in order to give over my experience, strength, and hope. And that's it. And with that, I pass. Thank you all. And for always, always, always enlightening me and loving me, as someone else said, when I can't love myself. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you so much. And so we have just about less than a minute, if you would like to share, Diane. Good morning. Hello. Go ahead. Go ahead, Diane. Oh, thanks. Good morning. This is Diane A. from Ohio. Thank you for your service. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, and I felt compelled. I don't share only, but once before, um, to share on this paragraph um, because what it says to me is not only um, how I am approaching. Uh, having been approached in a way or identif being identified or being able to identify with others, working with others as a, a sponsor to a sponsee, another compulsive reader. What this really screams to me is from my own experience just this weekend working in service with service bodies. For me, my sponsors have always taught me it's not you don't end up on the 11th step or the 12th, just carrying the message to another compulsive overeater, but carrying the message is also this broader um, area, region, worldwide service of carrying the message to others through service. And in doing so, it's not always that easy because what these steps... Uh, I'm sorry. Time, please. We, we've got to close the meeting. 
okay, what these steps show me when I work with others, other people are showing me who I am. And that always happens in service. It's so easy to sit behind the scenes and say, oh, I don't want to have to do that. But there's a lot of work in service and a lot of uh, personalities. And so it's principles over personalities. And that's what this particular paragraph reminds me of. Thank you. With that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you so much. Sorry to cut you off. And thank you to everyone who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. And the share ID for today, Monday, November 23rd, 7 a.m. meeting is 15835. 15835. And we will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Barbara P. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Morning, everybody. Barbara P., Recovered Compulsive Overeater. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is a great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.